Hello and welcome to the McTaggart Attack Podcast. I'm Kevin McTaggart. I'm a stand-up comedian who lives in Vermont. And my podcast is my way of talking about what's pissing me off, what's pissing you off, and whatever the hell else I want. I try to be motivational, inspirational. I try to, like, I want to I wanna help people. I want to, like, if I tell my story, I hope that it can inspire other people in some way or another. Because uh, that's, I want, I want my podcast to help is basically what I want. I think that's what everyone should want. If you do a podcast, it should be, what type of service can you provide? I want to provide, I hope that for the most part it provides humor when you hear me get mad about the various topics that I'm going to be covering in this podcast. Um, but like I said, yeah, it's what's pissing me off. Uh, there's a few topics that I'll be talking about. Uh, Ticketmaster screwed me over again and. I'm sick of how I keep looking at my downloads and other stuff. And I do what's pissing you off. Or you tell me what's pissing you off. Usually I post it on my Facebook page or Twitter. And I have people give me submissions for what's pissing them off. And I rant about it for them. And I hope somehow that makes them feel better. Since I rant about it so they don't have to. If you want to reach me, you can reach me via email. McTigertAttack at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at KevMcT. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at McTigertAttack. You can find the Facebook page for the McTigertAttack podcast. And uh, that's about it. So let's get to the first topic. It's a, it's a what's pissing you off topic. Uh, this is a new format that I've started with the last episode, and I'm really glad that a lot of people liked it. Um, so, yeah. Before I go on, but please remember, to, let me just remember, blah, I can talk today. They're painting my room, and the paint fumes got to me. I think that's what it is. Anyway, please sh- share, subscribe, and review the podcast. Thank you for downloading it. I hope you enjoy it and listen to it till the end. Um... Yeah, so the first one is a what's pissing you off. And let's just get it started. We have one here from Thomas Hunt on Facebook. Thomas is pissed off at people voting for Elizabeth Warren. Um... He loves Elizabeth Warren, but she has no path to the nomination. So if we want progressive, we need to get behind Bernie. Yeah, I, I, I conflicted on this because I do think it's ridiculous to vote for people that you know aren't going to win. Like, you need to vote for, in my opinion, you need to vote for who you think has the best chance to win the nomination. You know, you have to vote for who you think is the best candidate. And if there's people out there that think Elizabeth Warren is the best candidate, even now, after her poor numbers in all of the primaries so far, she says, I, 
I just don't understand it. I mean, she says that she says that she's in it for the long term. Well, that's terrible for her. That might be terrible for other progressives like Bernie and stuff like that. It just it just doesn't make any sense to me why people are are still voting for her and they just need to like get behind a candidate who who has a chance. Like Bernie has a fucking chance now. He definitely has a chance and it's just so frustrating this whole political system and it's like oh that's great that you're going to vote for Elizabeth Warren but I mean you just have to think about getting behind candidates that actually have a path to the goddamn presidency and not not Elizabeth Warren who thinks that um what was what were some of her thoughts one of some some of her progressive thoughts like what was it something about uh, paying for prisoners' sex change operations? No. It just—I mean, I just don't understand it. She's not—I—I I don't think she's a good candidate for president. I'm—I never considered voting for her. I mean, the only reason I'd vote for her is if she was running against Trump. And to be honest, I don't even think I'd vote for her if she was running against Trump. I would probably vote for Trump instead of Elizabeth Warren because I think Elizabeth is more crazy than Donald Trump is. Which is crazy to say. Crazy to say. I should have used different words. But I mean, it's just... It's just annoying. And I... Yeah, I would not... I, I'm pretty sure... It, I mean, hopefully it doesn't come to this. But if I have to choose between voting for Elizabeth Warren or Donald Trump, I might vote for Trump in that case. He might, She's the one candidate. She's the one Democratic candidate that I would consider voting for Trump for. And if if you're if there's a candidate out there that you that would make you switch parties, then that's not a good candidate. Or maybe that speaks volumes about me. I don't know what that says about me. I I wish I knew what the fuck that said about me. But I just I don't like her ideas. I think she's too far out there. I it has nothing to do with the fact that she's a woman, but it has nothing to do with that. It's just her ideas that I don't really think are very good. I mean, we need to focus more on things that like pertain to us now. And she has ideas out there that are far-reaching and good for her. And I hope that we do her ideas at some point. But you need to like start listening to like the 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 base, if you know, and what normal people what most people actually want. I don't mean to say normal there, but it's just it's just ridiculous. And I don't, I agree with Thomas Hunt, which rarely happens, but I don't think Elizabeth Warren will get the nomination. I'll be surprised if she does. I don't think she has, she's, I, I don't know exactly what the uh, uh, electoral votes or whatever the fuck it is, how many she's assessed or whatever, but yeah, she, it, I'm just not a fan. And I hope she doesn't win because if she wins the Democratic nominee, I'm voting for Trump. There. I fucking said it. Thank you, Thomas, for the contribution. I just finished listening to yet another self-help book. I just, the book was The Subtle Art of Not 
giving a fuck by Mark Manson. And part of me thinks that I should have read or listened to this book before I listened to all of the other ones. Because it's kind of contrary to a lot of the stuff that's said in other books. Like, there's a lot of, like, positive thoughts and, um, you know, what's the word I'm trying to say? Like, uh, if you, if you think it, if you say it, it can happen. If you believe it, it'll happen. You know, stuff like that. Being positive, you know, a positive message. And I liked this book because, uh... I just thought it was interesting. Um, but I mean, it's not that I, I I should have read this one first. But I mean, I'm glad that I'm listening to it and I'm glad that I've listened to all the other ones that I've, that I've bought over the past year or so. But what I liked about this, like one, one thing that spoke to me about this is I worry too much about the decisions I make and I don't want to make the wrong decision. And this book says that making the wrong decision is actually okay. Failing is actually good because you learn from failing. You know, I also have this... Yeah, it's just that thought in my head that like, oh my God, I, you know, I have this... I think I'm special is basically, you know, I think everybody probably thinks they're special at something. I think I'm special. I think I have something, you know, that I can contribute greatly to the world. And this book basically told me that, no, I don't. And I think a lot of people think that they're special, you know, and that they want to be careful with whatever decisions they make or whatever they do. And they're just, you know, they just want, they just have this image of themselves that they think that they can contribute greatly to this society and they don't want to do anything that will um, mess that up. They don't want to make any mistakes, you know? And you you don't want to get rejected at anything or, you know, you, you don't want to be a screw-up and you don't want to make mistakes and you don't want to be a loser and... Um, you like to think that you're special, but this book basically says that you're not special. Nobody's special. People are going to make mistakes, and you just, it's just how you... It's just... The world is basically full of problems, either good problems or bad problems, and it's how you deal with those problems. You know, you can either be depressed on your couch, or you can think, okay, what do I need to do to, you know fix this for the future. Learning from your fucking mistakes is basically what this book says to do. And I, I found that really interesting. You know, it doesn't really go into the positive thinking stuff that other um, self-help books do. And that's great. And it just, because I feel like some of those self-help books make you think that you're the best, make you think that you are special, you know? And this book basically contradicts that logic from the other books and says, no, you're not special. You're just, but you're you and you can do whatever, you can still do whatever you want. You can still work hard. You can still, you know, you know, you can try to be great. You can 
do that, but you're, you're going to make mistakes along the way. You're going to screw up. And uh, that's, that's the overlying message I got from the book. That's what, that's what clicked in my head while reading it, thinking, nobody's special. But I thought it was special. And this book is telling me that I'm not special. And I'm okay with that. I'm good with that. I feel good about not thinking that I'm special. That, that, it, 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 it's, it's alleviating. It's, it's refreshing to think that I'm just a normal person. And I can be as great as I think that I want. You know, I can't believe in stuff like destiny and things like that. You, you can only control what you're going to do. And it just made me feel good it burdened, it unburdened some pressure, I think, because I just, I am afraid of what this is. I don't know what decision to make. I do waffle and I am uncertain, but it's good to be uncertain. So you just pick whatever the fuck it is. Pick one, you know, and then if that screws up, then you know not to do that anymore. But it's, oh, we have to be okay we have to be fine with the fact that we're going to screw up, that we're going to make mistakes. It's how you... It's The book basically, in a nutshell, says that we deal with problems every day. We have problems that we all have in our lives. And it's how we react to those problems. And I just found that this book very interesting i'm gonna listen to the next one um i I don't know what it's called it's uh what was it what was it i just think i did i um oh his his other book is called everything is fucked and i think it just came out last year so um I'm I'm going to probably listen to that um now and it's it's called everything is fucked a book about hope. And so I'm going to I'm going to listen to that but yeah I, I just I need to stop thinking about how special I am cuz I'm not special at all. Nobody is. I mean, I could become special or whatever, but like I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want to do and not give a fuck whether I fail or not. I can't think about, oh, what if I do this? What if I do that? You can't just sit around thinking that, thinking about what to do and worrying about what will happen because you don't know what has what will happen because it hasn't fucking happened yet. So yeah, I recommend the book and um, I hope uh, you enjoy it or not enjoy it or I don't really give a fuck if you read it or not I just want to let you know that I read it and what I got from it because that's what I do in my podcast is I tell you about things and I I need to stop giving a fuck about you know that's the thing like I, I, I have to stop giving a fuck what people will think when I say something in my podcast because that's not something I can control. Why should I worry about something that I can't fucking control? And I wanted to learn how to stop giving a fuck so much. And this book has helped me with that. So thank you, 
Mark Manson and your wonderful book, and I will read your next one. And, um, yeah. Here's one on Twitter from Slick Reynolds, at Slick Reynolds. He's pissed off that the woman at the gas station said he looked like Jared from Subway. That he looks like Jared from Subway. You know, the Jared from Subway who's in jail, in prison for um, uh, uh, child pornography, right? And didn't he also diddle kids too, right? Isn't that also a thing? Right? Didn't he molest kids also? Yeah. 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 Jared from Subway. You know? The guy who lost so much weight from Subway. I hope he's getting the weight back, to be quite honest with you. That's what he deserves. They should just give him the most unhealthy food while in prison. Oh, my God. But, yeah, to be compared to Jared from Subway is... I would hope that she doesn't know what happened to Jared. You know, maybe she's just oblivious to the fact that he's currently in prison for the worst things. And I mean, I'm not saying that like there's, well, yeah, for the worst type of things. Child pornography, pedophilia is definitely the worst kind of situations to be in prison for. And... To be compared to some to Jared from Subway, you know, is just an awful thing to say. And I did look into this, and Slick does sort of look like Jared from Subway. But even if you do, and if you know about Jared from Subway, and all about Jared from Subway, you don't tell someone that. I mean, that's got to be like the worst type of pickup line, you know, that a woman can tell a man that you look like Jared from Subway. Well, at least he looks like Jared from Subway after he lost the weight, right? But I, I, I'm hoping that this gas station employee doesn't know what happened to Jared. Or if she does, she's a even bigger idiot for, for saying such a thing to poor old Slick. But it's just so frustrating. Oh my god, that's, that's gotta suck. Yeah, if if you're, if you want to tell someone that they look like Jared from Subway, that is the best way to lose a friend. That is the best way to not have, get a date with someone. If you're a woman telling a man that he looks like Jared from Subway. Yeah. That is a pure boner killer if you tell someone that they look like Jared from Subway. I just... It's just ridiculous that 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 someone told him that. And I would be horrified if someone said that I look like Jared from Subway. I, I, I mean, granted, he's a tall guy with black hair and glasses. And... There are lots of people out there that look like Jared from Subway. (laughs) But you don't tell anybody that they look like Jared from Subway if they look like Jared from Subway. Especially if you know what happened to Jared from Subway.
Thank you, Slick, for the contribution. I'm wandering around Boston Saturday, February 29th, and I was going to go walk the Freedom Trail because what's the most touristy thing you can do when you're in Boston is walk the Freedom Trail. So I'm like looking on the map for it and I go to Boston Common and I see that there's like a lot of people like walking towards um, Boston Common. And I see like police around and I see all this stuff and I just see people like congregating in this one spot. Uh, So I eventually walk up to it and I realize that it's a Bernie Sanders rally. And there was like 10,000 people there. Like, I was there. I can vouch for the fact I didn't count them all, but there was a shitload of people there to see Bernie talk. And it felt very uplifting. It felt very positive. It felt good. Um, I heard him talk for a little bit. I didn't stick around to hear him finish because I was there to do the Freedom Trail. And, like, when I went to go into the... um gift shop or whatever, and I bought a map, you know, um, they said that, oh, you can't go to the first two things, so skip to this one. I couldn't go to the first two things because of the Bernie rally, which was fine, but it was just funny that, like, I didn't even know there was going to be a Bernie Sanders rally. I had it in my head. I thought I had heard, yeah, oh, he was going to be in Boston, um, this weekend, but it didn't click in my head. Oh, hey, wait, <laughs> I might actually see him. So I did see Bernie Sanders at the rally. I did hear him talk, and it's it, that's the first political rally I've ever been to. And it was by accident. <laughs> I mean, am I going to vote for Bernie Sanders in the primary? Yeah, actually, I am. But it wasn't because of what I heard him say at the rally. I mean, I, I, I know what his message is. I get what his message is. And I'm going to... I will vote for him on um, whatever the fucking day. When is it? Is it? It's Tuesday, I think. I think Vermont is Tuesday. So, yeah, I'll vote for him um, on, on Tuesday. But, yeah, I just, I, I just thought it was funny that, like, you know... I accidentally went to a Bernie Sanders rally. And it was my first political rally that I've ever been to. And it it was okay. It was interesting. Um, One thing I got that I thought was cool. There were were people there from various groups giving out pamphlets and stuff. And I got this. Uh, This one lady was giving out... uh, pamphlets or whatever, and I'm trying to get it now, and I can't find it. Oh. Um. I haven't gone to the website yet, but it was, uh, keepitkind2020.com. It's basically just being kind to each other, 
regardless of your political party. And I think that's great. And um, she gave me this little card, this white card that said, keep it kind. And with a donkey and an elephant um, giving each other flowers. Um, and then on the back it says, birthplace earth, race human, religion love, politics kindness, goal a kinder world. That's a great message. And I think that's good. But a lot of people were ignoring her, which I thought was kind of funny. A lot of people didn't want what she was giving out. A lot of people didn't want the kindest 2020 stuff that she was trying to give to these people. And I just found that hilarious that that, that was something. I think I'm going to, when I get home or later today or something like that, I should have looked at this uh, website before I uh, talked about it in the podcast, but... Yeah, this was that's one thing I got from the Bernie rally, and I think it's interesting. I do think that we need to stop yelling at each other about our political beliefs and start listening to each other a lot more. And I'm encouraged that there's like a uh, a movement, the Keep It Kind movement. And I hope this, I hope Keep It Kind is something that grows more and more because we do need to keep it kind when we talk about politics because it's so. It's so volatile right now. I, I'm so sick of talking about politics to people because we just end up arguing. You know, I think we should talk about politics, but we need to talk about politics in a kind way to each other. And but yeah, that's something I got from the Bernie rally that I wasn't planning to go to that I didn't even know it was fucking happening. So there. On Facebook, Shelby McDonald tells me that she's pissed off because she's sick of... I can talk today. Get your shit together, Kevin. All right. She's sick of people blaming the TV for making people feel bad about themselves. Oh, my God. This is yet another example of... Never blame yourself. Always blame others. And then others can be inanimate objects, apparently, also. Like, you can choose to not watch television. It's okay. Like, if you're watching television and everything you see on television is pissing you off, change the channel. Watch something else. Watch something more uplifting. You know? Or if you're on social media, on Twitter, and sick of seeing people hating on stuff that you love or making you feel bad about your your life and trolling you and all that shit, then, 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 then get off social media. Turn off TV. Do something. Figure it out. I'm not saying it's awful that these people are saying things that are upsetting you. But you can choose to turn off the television. You know? It, it's like, 
it's just stupid. Like, uh, just, just take accountability. And if something's bothering you, do something about it instead of just letting it bother you. You know, unless you like things just bothering you. Unless you like that feeling of pain that you get from watching this. Unless you like being depressed, you know? Maybe you do. You probably hate when you feel depressed, but you feel depressed a lot because it's your normal thing to do. But maybe you should just try to uh, think about why you're depressed or upset or whatever like that. And if you keep watching the same thing that continues to make you upset, then what the fuck are you still watching the television for? I mean, it just it's just senseless to me. I mean, just just make it if if watching a TV show or watching something on TV makes you upset, don't fucking watch it. It's that fucking simple. But you want to blame the television for your problems. And that's fine. But if you don't like it, then why do you keep watching it? It's sort of like um, Howard Stern. People love Howard Stern, but more people that, more people listen to Howard Stern that hate him than 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 like him. And that just says so much about our society that like we're so fixated or addicted to feeling angry. Or feeling some sort of emotion like that. Or depression or whatever. And it's just ridiculous. If you really don't like listening to something don't or watching something, don't fucking watch it anymore. Like, I don't watch ESPN First Take because those idiots make me angry. And if they make me angry, I'm, you know, it wouldn't make sense for me to just keep watching it. Because maybe, I, I just don't fucking know. It's just... I, I, but I don't watch that show anymore. I stopped watching that show when Skip Bayless was still on it. And he was talking about Tim Tebow all the fucking time. But then I'm like, no, I got to stop paying attention and watching this stupid show. Because it just makes me angry every fucking time I watch it. <sighs> but then I still read about and see the clips of what they say on Twitter. So I don't avoid it at all. And it's just frustrating. And I need to take my own advice and turn off the fucking television. Thank you, Shelby, for the suggestion. Once again, because you're my biggest fan of the podcast. Maybe not my biggest fan, but you know what I mean. So I went to Boston this past weekend. I, I got a hotel and, and stayed uh, two nights at the Limeridian in Cambridge because I was doing a comedy show on Saturday in Cambridge. And um, I, I picked this hotel, and I was going to stay Friday and Saturday. And um, uh, I've, I've been talking to my brother-in-law, and we've been... We want to go to SummerSlam, WWE SummerSlam, in August. And we saw that there was, like, a pre-sale for um, February 28th that starts at 10 p.m. And um, I looked at it, and, like, oh, there was a pre-sale... That goes on, it seems, I figured out that it, it goes on right after uh, WWE SmackDown is taped on February 28th, Friday, February 28th. And SmackDown, I figured out on Wednesday, was uh, being held in Boston 
at the TD Garden. So I'm like, well, um, let me go see how much tickets are. So tickets were, um, the ticket I found, I got off Ticketmaster was with the taxes, like $53. I'm like, that's pretty damn good. So I got a ticket because my thinking was they were going to go ahead and give us the pre-sale code for um, the, the pre-sale that was to start at 10 p.m. So I, I, I go to SmackDown, watching SmackDown. They give out the pre-sale code that I will not tell you on this podcast because they only told us that the people in attendance. So I have the code and I'm, I have my phone and it's waiting and it's waiting and it's in a waiting status and it's waiting. And I see other people sitting around me who are getting in, but I can't get in. And I don't know what the fuck's happening that I can't get in. And like other people are able to get in. And it's just frustrating to me that I can't get the tickets that I want. And it is just stupid. I don't know what the fuck it was. Was it my phone or whatever? Or was it just Ticketmaster with their stupid fucking policies? Or was it there were people there that went too that thought that they would get the pre-sale code and they probably worked for some ticket brokers or whatever and just got the tickets that way, you know? And just, so they bought like a shitload of tickets that they're now selling on Vivid Seats for twice the fucking price. How fucking lame is that, that they, that Vivid Seats sells the tickets, you know, before the goddamn sale even starts, before the official sale goes, goes on sale, we can buy tickets now, that's fucking stupid, but yeah, I just, I just hate Ticketmaster, this is like the second time in a month where I've had to deal with Ticketmaster, and they've pissed me off, because I, I, maybe I don't know how to do Ticketmaster, right, maybe it's my problem, maybe I need to learn from my problems, of not being able to understand Ticketmaster and then just understand Ticketmaster. Maybe it's my fucking fault. In fact, it is my fucking fault. I mean, it's not my fault. Like, the problem is that, you know, Ticketmaster sucks and I need to learn how to use Ticketmaster better. But I shouldn't have to learn how to use Ticketmaster better. It just fucking annoyed me that this is the second time in a month, once with Pearl Jam and now with SummerSlam, I can't get tickets to the shows that I want to fucking go to because Ticketmaster and their stupid policies and their stupid waiting rooms and virtual waiting rooms and shit like that and I don't can't even fucking get into them what do I have to do do I have to be in the waiting room you know the virtual waiting room for like an hour before the countdown actually starts is that the only fucking chance that I have of getting goddamn tickets how does this fucking work Ticketmaster? explain your fucking self so maybe I should just go ahead and read what the fuck is happening <sighs> Yeah, Ticketmaster sucks. Here's one from... Who's it from? I don't even remember. Uh, Miller Hill. At Miller Hill 101. He's pissed off about his fellow Tampa Bay Bucks fans pretending that Tom Brady is coming here. I first saw that and I'm like, is that, is that really a thing? Is that really what people think? Is that really what Bucks fans think is happening? I mean, and then I looked it up and th- there are articles and columns and hell, even the coach 
Uh, Bruce Arians wants it to happen. For of course he fucking wants Tom Brady to happen. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. Of course the Bucks would want Tom Brady to be on their team, but there's no way that's going to happen. <laughs> Tom Brady doesn't want to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why would he want to go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? That doesn't make any damn sense. I mean, what? what the, how stupid would he have to be to leave the Patriots and go to Tampa Bay? Is <laughs> not going to... I'm willing to bet large sums of money I won't, but that Tom Brady is not going to Tampa. I don't know if he's coming back to New England, but that's another story. But... It's just crazy to me to see that there are people out there, fans of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who thinks Tom Brady, Tom Brady is coming to Tampa Bay. I think Tom Brady would probably go to Tampa if whatever next team he goes to cuts him, and then out of desperation, he would go to Tampa Bay. But that's the only scenario where I see Tom Brady becoming a Tampa Bay Buccaneer on his very, 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 very last legs. You know, that's the only reason why I would see him. A 47-year-old Tom Brady would sign with Tampa Bay. A 42, 43, however the fuck old he is right now, Tom Brady would not sign with Tampa Bay. Tom Brady five years from now, yes. But Tom Brady now? No. That would be a stupid move on his part if he goes to Tampa. I, uh, their ownership is shit, from what I understand. And it, I, I don't think that would be something that would alert him to go to Tampa, except the beautiful weather. And that's the only reason why I think Bucks fans are so um fixated or thinking that Tom Brady is coming to their team because the sun is clearly too fucking bright in Florida for people to actually think clearly. The sun is actually too bright in Florida for them, for and it just makes them goddamn delusional. Thanks, Miller, for the suggestion. I think I need, or I know that I need to stop checking how many downloads my podcast gets. I swear to God, I must do it at least a hundred times a fucking day. And I, I hate going to it. I hate myself for when I go to the podcast page to check the fucking downloads. And you know what usually happens when I check the downloads? Nothing. 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 Most of the time, it's nothing. Then I'll check it, and there'll be an increase. And I'm like, yeah. And that's great. And the fucking phone's ringing, but it's a toll-free call, so who gives a fuck? Yeah, I just, I'm just sick and tired of carrying, caring, not carrying, caring how many downloads my podcast gets. I should just worry about the content of my podcast and make it as good as fucking possible. Did it mute, mute itself? Did I mute it?
I muted it. Okay, what the fuck am I even talking about? I'm looking sure that I muted the television. But yeah, I'm just sick and tired of always caring about, like, the fucking downloads or, how, like, how many likes my tweets get or how many likes my Instagram posts get or how many, you know, likes or comments and shit that my Facebook gets. And it's just goddamn sick of it. I'm sick of liking all that. I'm sick of wanting to look for it. I'm sick of worrying if this, hoping that the tweet that I make is going to go viral. I should just make a good tweet and good content and the rest will take, the rest should fucking take care of its fucking self. And I'm just so fucking tired of all the, of, of, of myself. I hate my fucking self when I look at the damn podcast webpage or Twitter, follow me on at Kev McTee or Instagram, um, follow me at McTigert Attack or TikTok, follow me at McTigert Attack. Please, I want to be TikTok famous, but I also don't want to be TikTok famous because I hate the idea of me being TikTok famous. I should just do TikToks or Instagrams or tweets or Facebook posts that I think are fucking funny and not fucking give a shit, a shit, a single fucking shit about what people fucking think of them. I should just make the best fucking content that I fucking can, and I'm just fucking sick of of worrying about the about how how many likes I'm not getting or how many tweets I'm not getting, or how many followers I don't fucking have, and I'm just going to make as good fucking content as I fucking can, and that's it. That's just fucking it. I'm just sick of it. I'm just gonna focus from now on, hopefully by me talking into my fucking podcast about this. It will jolt me into never looking at my fucking downloads ever fucking again, but I know that's not true because I'm probably gonna do it once I finish recording this part of my fucking podcast. Oh my fucking god, I'm a shallow piece of shit. A shallow, stupid, fucked up piece of shit and I'm sick of it I'm tired of being sick of it and I need to stop looking at my goddamn downloads and likes and making oh I have a viral video so I can be famous I should be famous because I'm fucking good at whatever the fuck I do I don't want to be fucking famous 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 I just want to be good at what I fucking do I want to be the best goddamn comedian in the world and I need to fucking work hard at fucking doing that and that's what I need to fucking do and I'm just fucking sick of being such a fucking lazy-ass motherfucking fuck-up, and I just need to focus on making good content and not even check. I hate myself when I fucking check how many views my TikTok videos get or how many likes my tweets get. Or, like, I mean, the comments are fine. I like to read the comments. But I, don't, I could, I fucking care less about how many fucking likes I get anymore. I'm just going to write, and I, it's not going to happen overnight, but I'm going to, Work really fucking hard at not paying attention to how many fucking downloads I get anymore. Because I'm fucking sick of it. I'm just going to promote my podcast as much as I can. That's all I can fucking do is promote my fucking podcast. That's all I can fucking do is write a good tweet or a Facebook post or an Instagram post or take pictures or whatever or something. Just make be funny and just have people fucking appreciate it. And you like it, you can like it or don't like it or whatever. I'm just going to do the best fucking job I can and not... Get a damn about how many fucking downloads or stuff I get. I'm sick and tired of giving a fuck 
about how many people like or download my shit. <sighs> that felt that that felt good. All right, well, wow, did I really get mad about those downloads? I don't know what came over me there. Um, might have been the paint fumes. I know I used that as an excuse before, and I'm using it again. But, yeah. Uh, as a postscript, um, I should point this out. I, the Bernie rally story I told uh, since a, a few days since then... Uh, a few Democratic candidates have dropped out and they're supporting Biden. So I blame myself for, for, for Bernie Sanders possibly losing the domination. Um, today uh, was uh, Super Tuesday and I live in Vermont and I voted. Um, I voted for Tulsi Gabbard because everybody seems to hate her. That was my reason for voting. What the fuck ever. Anyway, thank you for listening to the podcast. Please share, subscribe, and review. That really helps me out. Leave me a review on Apple Podcast, and I will mention it in a future podcast episode. I don't think anyone has yet. I only have 10 on there, and if I had more than 10, I would read them. So come on. You can email me, mctigertattack at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter at kevmct. Find me on Instagram and TikTok at McTaggart Attack. Find the Facebook page for the McTaggart Attack podcast. Just find me somewhere and give me lots of money and sponsor my podcast for $50,000 a year so I don't have to have my job anymore. That's all I want, $50,000 a year. That's my asking price. It's not much of an asking price, but it's my fucking asking price. And that's the bottom line. If you smell what the McTaggart Attack podcast is cooking. <sighs>